Welcome to Expressions by JT. We have Miss Andrea Lewis here today with us, and we are so excited to have her. How are you doing today? I am good. How are you? I'm great. Good. Thank you for having me. Yes, glad to have you. So, we're going to just start off with you just telling us a little bit about yourself. All right, well, why first? I like to say that first, and I am a mom of three. I have one biological son, and then I gained two bonus daughters. Um, so life is good. Um, a little bit about me, I'm from a small town called Joyner, Arkansas. That's where I was raised childhood-wise, and then I grew up um, basically adolescent years and graduated from Turrell High School. So that's another small town, but all in Northeast Arkansas. Um, and then I got to Little Rock because I went to school at the U of A, University of Arkansas in Fayetteville. And when I graduated, I didn't want to go home. So I was like, what is home? Everything there was either you went to Memphis or Jonesboro for like your entertainment shop and things like that. Mm -hmm. And at that time, when I graduated, I was thinking, or right before graduation, you know, where do I want to be? Not Memphis, because I'm too familiar with that. So I thought about Little Rock. It's a midpoint. You know, I could still go to Fayetteville and visit with friends and then live in Little Rock and only be two hours away from home. So for me, it was like a win-win. So that's what got me here. Um, I've been here for 18 years, since 2003. Okay. Um, what else? By day, I work for First Security Bank. Mm -hmm. I am the CRA officer, and that's Community Reinvestment Act um, officer, just making sure we are doing what we need to do in regards to serving um, all people, especially low to moderate income people, in regards to just making sure that they have the banking services um, that we provide. And I do handle business uh, business development, community outreach, and multicultural marketing. So if any of you ever hear the First Steps Tuesday radio show on um, Power 92, um, Broadway Joe Morning Show, I'm behind the scenes on that. Where we have our compliance officer, Ray Williams, where she goes on with Broadway Joe on those Tuesdays and just talks about uh, money matters and how to get everyone basically financially literate on what to do with money, how to buy a home, get your credit right different mm -hmm. things like that okay and then I have a little entrepreneurial side where I have wash and go and that's just mm -hmm. my personal passion um, when it comes to natural hair okay so what um, inspired you to start wash and go Okay, so wash and go. And I just want to clear this up, too, because a lot of people think uh, I'm actually selling hair products, and I'm not. I'm a big advocate for Miss Jessie's, so I'm kind of a brand ambassador for them. That's what I like to use for the actual products. But um, I love just the natural, curly, textured hair and just letting it do what it does. And when I came up with wash and go, I had the mindset about uh, Tiffany & Co. So think about the jewelry, the business Tiffany and Co. Mm -hmm. I took that font and said, well since I like wash and go so much, mm -hmm. it's now mimicking Tiffany and Co. And I love that teal. It's basically like that chalky mint color. Mm -hmm. And that's what a lot of my shirts are. So it's really it's apparel. Um I didn't make that clear at first. But just wearing the brand wash and go. And I just feel like for women of color it's very important to be able to embrace your hair no matter the profession, no matter the age, because I can say I went natural, it was 2006, 
it's come a long way now being 2021. In the beginning, for me, it was very hard because a lot of people were not walking around with their naturally textured hair. Everything was relaxed, you know, or really cut short. So now it's being embraced in the professional setting a lot more than back then. So that's why I like to walk around with the brand on just so people can own it. And women of all shades can see, you know, I can get out of that stigma of having my hair straight every day. So Right, right. It is hard to be in the business world or any profession yes. wearing your hair natural. Yes. I mean, I'm natural and for the longest, I would always pin my hair up mm-hmm. whenever I had to present or whenever I had to Mm -hmm. be before anyone Mm -hmm. and then when I have it down I'm always wondering is it too wild or either I pat it down and then it doesn't look as cute so I I need to actually just let it be Mm -hmm. but um funny story (laughs) when I was interviewing to come back to the bank Mm -hmm. I wore my hair straight and that was because of my mom like just you know the whole different with the generations Mm -hmm. and she was you're not gonna wear your hair all big and curly and I'm like I was, you know, (laughs) but just listening to her because she's a strong influence in my life. I will say that. And I straightened it and it was fine. But I remember when I went to work with it curly, oh, everybody was, oh, my gosh, how did your hair do that? I mean, they were just amazed. And I'm thinking, see, I knew I should have just kept it curly when I was doing the interviewing process. But anyway, that just shows, you know, how far we've come. Right. And why be ashamed of wearing however it grows out of your scalp? Right. Exactly. Yes. I exactly. mean, why would I need to straighten it? Right. You know, so. Embrace it. Yes. And so then. You uh, have beautiful curls, might I add. Well, thank you. (laughs) I get frustrated with it sometimes. I try to straighten it. Well, I actually straighten it for the first time um, after going natural for three and a half years. Mm -hmm. And I did um, like it straight. I didn't realize how long my hair was Mm -hmm. and everything. But I kept saying, I want to go back. And I'm like, I'll just learn to keep working with it and it'll be okay. You know? It's a work in progress. Yes. Thank you for tuning in to Expressions by JT. As we continue to listen, we will hear Miss Lewis explain what her greatest achievement has been and more about her career. Please remember to write a review and share the podcast. So, um, so far with your profession as far as working with the bank and being an influence in the community, what would you say your greatest accomplishment has been? Greatest accomplishment, um, I would, it's a combination of things and I like to attribute it to being back at the bank because I am able to reach so many people under that platform. And I say that because I've had various jobs, and I, I know I refer to being back at the bank, but I got a history with First Security where I worked for them as a teller while going to school in Fayetteville. Part-time, just great job. I've always liked dealing with money, and I felt like, well, that's an easy job for me to, you know, maintain and still be able to study and do different things like that. And then when I graduated, First Security was not in Little Rock. So I took a job at uh, another local bank, and then when First Security came, I went back to first care. It's like, I'm going home. Okay. Well, then at that point, I got um, managerial experience. And I kind of, at that point, we were small. 
only three branches at the time and I started to feel stagnant. I knew I did not want to do lending and we were still small and new to Literop. But I said, well, what else can I do? Because I have a marketing degree. I got my bachelor's in marketing and then my master's um, later. But I was like, what can I do to truly use, you know, what I got my education for? Mm -hmm. And I left and worked for two other companies over like an eight-year span doing project management, marketing, um, and got that experience. But life happened, and I ended up getting a divorce, had a small baby, and was just super stressed out having to work and do on call on weekends. And I said, where was I the happiest? Where was mm. I getting, um, you know, that work-life balance? And it was at First Security Bank. Mm. Well, I never lost my relationships. I kept in touch with pretty much my normal contacts there because you just don't burn bridges when it's right. time to go. And they remain my bank. And going through those life changes, I, you know, just had conversations and with what I was thinking about as far as brand awareness, I would talk about the bank not even working there. People was learning about the bank by me. And I just had these ideas and got back to my boss, you know, the owner, and was like, I think we need to do this, this, and this, and I just want to come back. What can I do? And it was... Here I am today, and I thank God for that daily because not too many times doors open like that. Right. Where it's you have really now walked into a space where they are saying, you know, here's the bus that you get on it and figure out the seat, and we'll work it out from there. And that's pretty much how my position has formed. And being in that space. It's allowed me to reach. I mean, schools, that's how I met you, I believe, or maybe not, but you know, schools, nonprofits, just seeing different people of all walks of life and trying to spread the word on how can we all be financially set. Basically, right. at the end of the day, it doesn't matter about skin color or anything like that. It's what can we, as you know, just a people for society, economics, just everything on being financially savvy and that's starting with the kids we have a great program kids club savings and it's like okay let's take this and run with it and then when you start working with children you come across their parents and you're thinking okay well the kids not gonna learn if the parents not learning so now how do we move into their space and it's just i truly think that's been the greatest accomplishment being able to meet so many people when i say i meet people every day that i've never met before and it's just the conversations that you have and I think that's the greatest accomplishment, how to truly be a service to other people and right. give them things that they otherwise may not be able to get on their own. Right. So I'm hearing you mention about re relationships, never burning bridges. No. And then no. you were not afraid to be a thinker. And then after, did you come up with a plan when you presented this to your so boss? So when or? I, we started having conversations, it was, you know, yeah, just come back. You were just great. But again, mm -hmm. he is that type that he's not limited. And mm -hmm. it's when you get good people, people for just good being a good person and then smart people, critical thinkers, just all together in a room. Now some good ideas can come. Right. And it was just I didn't. There's no roadmap. 
And we often joke about that. You're not going to get this training manual telling you step by step what to do. You got to get in there and figure out what we're doing, what we're lacking, and how do we fix it, you know. Uh And I remember being in Fayetteville, how we were so, um, I don't know, not strong is the word, but just really pushing our Penny Pockets Kids Club. And now coming back. You know, this third time, six years ago, I wasn't seeing it. It's like, why now? You know, we've been here a while. Mm -hmm. What are we doing about the kids club? And Andrew, take that and run with it. So it's like, okay, (laughs) well, now I'm going to take it and I'm going to run with it. We got two banks in schools. So Mm -hmm. it's just see the possibilities on where things can grow. So how would you try to make sure you presented yourself and what advice could you give the audience for if they wanted to present a new idea to their boss the same way you did? Um, I'm not going to say you have to have a formal presentation and PowerPoint and Google Slides and all that. It's truly just being authentic and transparent as possible. Um, I'm very, I kind of like to say old school, like I'm not just technologically savvy I think it's just you state your idea and why you think it's needed and when you give the reasons as to why something is needed then um, be able to back up what you think your plan what the outcome would be and hopefully if you are at a place and the your support staff is supportive or your you know leadership is supportive and open it does make it a lot easier now if you're at a place and they are all buttoned up and just you may need presentations and stats and different things like that i think you just got to feel your audience and know who you are and that all comes i guess in time and it goes back to the whole relationship like don't be at a job and people really don't know you or where you're just going to work and doing your job and that's it and you're going home really try to form um and build relationships where you are so people can truly understand what it is that you do and what you know ideas you may have because they may be able to help you so and it's a trust. Are good. Yes. Yeah. And building that yeah. trust. Right. And I know that you served in different capacities, like with the Chamber of Commerce as an mm-hmm. ambassador. Um, tell us a little bit about that. That was a big part also. I'm still involved with the Chamber, but not as heavily as I was. Um, so six years ago, when I came back to First Security, it was introduced to me, you should be an ambassador because then that's what's really going to get you out and about. So an ambassador is where we are basically mouthpieces for the chamber. We're talking to the new businesses that come into the area, um, Little Rock region. And we're taking that information and telling our friends, telling our, you know, our network. Um, who's come to town, what it is that they do, and that sort of thing. So you would, we would typically have ribbon cutters on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So now you're meeting a whole nother set of people every week. So mm-hmm. I'm able to talk to different people, talk about what I do, learn about what they do, and it just grew from there. So that was a tremendous part um, on me doing what I do, which I like to say started from kids club, but then it grows to other areas where you're involving a whole array of people right and i think it showed that you were consistent dependable knowledgeable uh, personable all the above and it made people drawn to you i would say 
Thank you. Yes. You, you do have to like people. Because <laughs> sometimes I go home and I'm like, okay, I don't want to smile anymore. I just want to yeah. unwind and right. do nothing and not think and not talk. <laughs> right, right, right. I think we all have been there. Um, so what um, would you like to share with us about your focus area um, as far as mentoring others? Have you had any opportunity to mentor others or could you see that in your future for being sort of like a mentor giving back? Mm-hmm. So I used to volunteer. Um, this COVID changed a lot of things, but I was also, I'm on the Friends of Reading, the advisory board for Our Kids Read. So that's a nonprofit where we're really trying to have um, students at reading level because stats show what majority of our kids are not at third grade reading level by the time they reach you know the appropriate age so anyway i was tutoring two kids every week and that gave me the opportunity to really hone in and talk about other things whether it's just what do you like to do what hobbies and then they'll ask well what do you do or do you Mm -hmm. only teach kids reading or you know that was my way and that really did fulfill a passion where I wasn't just talking about kids and saving money but it's I'm learning okay well you need help on this reading but how was yesterday how many siblings do you have and when you talk to a kid they'll open up because they're seeing how somebody is interested in them and it's not their normal teacher or their mom or you know dad who they see every day so that gave me that outlet where i could mentor um but i have had other opportunities just talking to classes of girls i've done summer classes where it's just depending on what they have before as far as empowerment sessions just how can you talk about you know having self-esteem or high self-esteem or building that confidence i've done a few of those so i just look at it as just talking to whoever it is and whatever you know nugget that you can leave um just to be a positive light in somebody's Mm -hmm. eyes so speaking of being a positive light in somebody else's eyes, who has inspired you? Ooh, it goes back. So I've say I've had strong grandmothers and my mom and my dad. Um, my mom taught me from day one. There's you better ask questions. Don't sit there and you know be wondering, but you don't say anything. And that's a running joke between me and my husband because he's like, you ask everything. And I'm like, well, I'm very inquisitive. And I I like like human behavior. Well, why is that? And I want to learn your perspective because it may teach me my way is not the only way. So, yeah, it's a little bit of nosiness with that, I will admit. But I'm also learning another perspective from somebody else. Mm-hmm. So that was school, life, no matter what. You better ask. And she just taught me just own it you know and then my dad very big contributor in my life in regards to just being that father figure um showing me you know dad is the girl's first love i truly have a great example and that's what i look at um i told you earlier you know he's an administrator of education his whole life but i also had that side that was teaching me you can do anything and I'm going to teach you basically everything I can because you don't need a man to do all of these things for you. You're going to be self-sufficient. Now, it's nice, though, to have somebody like me who can do these things for you, but you're going to know on your own. So that, I'd say all of that together 
is really who what made me who I am today. Okay. So what inspired your career decisions when you graduated high school? What did you want to be? And tell us about that, that track there. Um, I, I like being out and about and I like people. I always like handling money. When I was in high school, I worked at Kroger as a cashier. Then I can take it a step back, just give you a funny story. So when I was a little girl, I always had a cash register. I just loved playing with money. I would go grocery shopping with my mom, and when it's time to come home, I would take the groceries out the sack, and I'm running them across the eye. So you know the old school store where you can literally touch the eyes? I'm like, beep, beep, beep. So I'm checking out at home as she's putting groceries in. So I remember West Memphis, it was back in like 93, 94, and we were getting a new Kroger. We mm-hmm. see it right off the interstate. And I said, I'm going to work there. That's going to be my job. And sure enough, at the age of 15, I worked at Kroger mm-hmm. um, part-time because I played basketball in school too. So all the way till I graduated high school. And even my first year, um, no, I could take that back. I stayed in Fayetteville for summer school. But anyway, all through high school up until college, I worked at Kroger. So then when it was time to work in college, it's, okay, well, I don't want to be at Kroger, but I still want to deal with money. So then it was, okay, well, now I'm a teller in bank. And then mm-hmm. learning those things, you know, just banking services in general, I enjoyed it. Now today, fast forward, it was the culmination of the project management, the marketing, the managerial experience. It's now how do I still be at the bank? I'm not handling money, but I get to talk about it. And then being at a bank that is truly, um, it, it's built off of relationships. First Security Bank is built off building relationships. We want to be the best community bank in the state of Arkansas that we can be. And it's privately owned. So it's now I'm at a place where I can do the things that I've learned. I can take that and now go out into the world and still be a contributor but not having to handle the money, right, so to speak. Right. So I'm still in the environment, but that is what got me to where I am in this position. Right. So um, very similar to some other stories we've had on the podcast, that people would start out in high school with a, or maybe in college with a work-study program, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it helped just develop those skills. Yes. And then we've also talked about transferable skills to where you've learned it in one profession and was and you were able to use it in a totally different um, side yes. of, of the business. Yes. So, I like telling students. I talk to kids, um, even high school, middle school, high school, and when we're talking about financial literacy, I tell them, okay, now you're thinking about a part-time job. Don't just get any part-time job. Mm-hmm. Get a part-time job that you're truly interested in because then that's going to help you on down the road. Right. Don't right. work at a vet if you know you don't like animals and you're just doing it for the sake of, oh, they have an opening, mm-hmm. let me go get hired. If you truly don't want to do that, then don't because it's not going to help you in the long run. Right. And with you just saying that you started to work at age 15, mm-hmm. it just shows that you have that type of mentality, that go-getter mentality. I'm going to work. I'm going to earn my own way, you know. Mm-hmm. And I like making my own money. We right. got an allowance growing up, but by that time I was, your allowance ain't enough and I need some <laughs> more money, so what can I do to get the yeah. things that I want? And it was, you can get a job. Okay. 
I'm gonna go get a job and I'm gonna do what I want to do. And I yeah. said I was gonna work at Kroger, so. Yeah, and I think we need more of that nowadays because, you know, with us all being sort of like where we can give to our kids, sometimes we give so much and they they miss that part. So I definitely plan on having my children work right when they turn 16, even if it's just a weekend. I think we should all experience working. it teaches them more than what, I'm not going to say more than what the parents can teach, but I know for me. I'm hearing mama and daddy say these things all the time. And you need to be responsible. You need to do this. But when you are out on your own and you got to answer to an employer, that's not mama and daddy. Right. You look at it in a totally different way. Mm -hmm. And you're knowing what I'm doing out here reflects home. It reflects those two people I got to go back home to. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to do my best because I want for one for me. But you represent your family as well. So Mm -hmm. I just think all kids need to experience that. Right. Right. I agree. So what would you tell your 20-year-old self about life? Now that you have reached a point that you're at right now, you have a passion for what you do. You're successful at it. You are a community public figure. What would you tell your 20-year-old self? Would you Did you see yourself here? I knew I would be sort of in a public realm, but I didn't know exactly what. Mm-hmm. Um, telling my 20-year-old self, I probably would have... I'd say built more relationships along the way back then. I was so, I feel like not closed off, but it was a small circle, Mm -hmm. same people at work. I didn't, I wasn't as open to just meeting new people. Hey, how are you? Blah, blah, blah. If you see somebody in the break room, just spark a conversation. Now I do that where I know back in my 20s, I was, I could see you at the water fountain. I'm just going to speak and I'm going to keep moving. So I think it's just, I would have built um, deeper connections and been more intentional back in my 20s. And I think that would have kind of sped up the process maybe. But God has a plan for everything. And I think he knew what I needed to go through, what I need to experience, life and the professional part and where it would get me to today. So I think that's what I would say. Okay. All right. So knowing that you're um, multifaceted and that you're kind of on the go, how do you practice (laughs) self-care? Doing hair. (laughs) Um, I like doing my hair. I wash my hair probably every 10 to 14 days. Mm -hmm. So that's a little break. But I also do other people's hair. So that's kind of like my outlet. I may not be servicing myself, but at least once a week, I'm, I have somebody in my kitchen. So I like to call myself kitchen titian, you know, on the weekends. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's fulfilling. It's kind of like self-care because now I'm, I'm fulfilling it for myself, but I'm making somebody else happy. I'm fulfilling the need for them that otherwise they wouldn't be able to do for themselves. So, Right. Yeah, and I do. I pay my nails and that type of thing. That's mm-hmm. a Sunday ritual. I get all that just where it's my me time. Mm-hmm. Sunday nights and yeah, then it's back to business on Monday. I think that's kinda how I look at it. Let me get 
wind down on Sunday because you're revved back up Monday through Friday. Right. Well, I have enjoyed speaking with you today. Thank you. It's and been it's been nice to actually be face to face for the podcast this time. And are there any final thoughts that you would tell our audience just about careers, life choices, and just, I mean, I noticed you have a good work ethic too. I I just want to bring that up that, you know, even within the school district, you know, you've been to several school district functions that I've been in and that is really what people say. She has such a good, pleasant personality and work ethic. Thank you. So just any final thoughts as we leave, just to tell our audience. Um, for, I'm going to say, do you be the best you you can be? Take God with you every step of the way and just do, find your passion and do you. Be good to other people because it's, it's all full circle. Like I said, don't burn bridges. You never know what you're going to need later on down the road. But if you're true to yourself and find your niche, whatever it is, go for it. Just be the best you you can be and just live life to the fullest because we only get one. True. So, (laughs) (laughs) okay. Well, I enjoyed meeting with you today, and I guess that'll be all. I want you to have a great day. You too. So, how can people reach you to um, contact you to purchase items from your businesses? Okay, I'm on um, Instagram. It's natural and and that's A-N-N. And I'm also on Facebook, and it's Andrea Hogan Lewis. And my website is washgo.bigcartel.com. So washgo.bigcartel.com. guys as you know i am a big coffee drinker so i just want to give a shout out to signature blends by kf yes that's kf kim fields guys i am drinking the blessed life blend right now and it is fire it is so good so go out look for it go online purchase it signature blends by kf.com